The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Same old Lions, the one and O Lions. They come in to Kansas City on opening night and beat the champs. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Oh, yeah, Jake, bring it up. Chris Collins was with the call last Thursday night as the Lions beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead in the NFL season opener. And Ken, as a result, as we get back to P-Squared, B-Squared NFL awards here, Jake, bring the recommends back up. Let's talk about the coach of the year market where if Dan Campbell was the favorite before they uh, went into Arrowhead and beat the reigning defending Super Bowl champions, you can probably guess that he remains the favorite, and he does right now to be coach of the year uh, as we move on, obviously, to this market coach of the year. Campbell at uh, plus 700. Uh, if only there was a show that told you Matt LaFleur was a good bet the entire offseason to win coach of the year. That show was us. He's the second choice. Not like a huge difference between 16 and 12 to 1, but he's 12 to 1 right now. Matt LaFleur, the second choice. Robert Sala, Mike McDaniel, and Arthur Smith, all at 14 to 1, Ken. Kevin Stefanski of the Browns, along with Sean McVay, 
who's a little interesting right in this market now at 16 to 1. Doug Peterson, Josh McDaniels, Dennis Allen, Kyle Shanahan, all at 20. And we can like pick a couple others if we want to discuss from there. But uh, your initial handicap, Ken, one week into the season, coach of the year in the National Football League, a market that you uh, nailed last season, eventually winning with Brian Dable. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's early, right, to say anything with with certainty or to say this is your surprise team. And, uh, you know, if you remember before the year there, this goes to two different kinds of coaches, right? Most of the time it's going to go to what we call the improvement coach and literally a guy who improves the team a lot. Um, a lot of those coaches won in uh, in week one. Uh, Arthur Smith won and LaFleur won. Matt Eberflus did not win. He would be like the uh, the improvement coach who doesn't doesn't look like he's going to improve much of anything. Uh, Sean Payton lost. I guess he would be an improvement coach also. So sort of interesting results in that group. And then the much smaller category who wins sometimes is your just insane regular season coach, like lose once, lose twice. Worth noting that the Chiefs, Bills, and uh, and Bengals all took losses in week one and like almost already removed their coaches from winning that way, which is kind of interesting. You're like, wow, one loss? That would already, kinda. Like one more loss or especially two more losses and those coaches are already eliminated, like the way that they could win the award, probably. So it's it was kind of interesting in that way. Like I, I thought maybe one of them could put together a great regular season and that would be part of the discussion. Probably not. You would have to say, even though it doesn't happen all the time, like there's not always a great team coach. The coach most likely to do that right now would almost certainly be Kyle Shanahan. And the second most likely coach would probably be Mike McDaniel. But the conference is much more difficult um, to be like the great team coach. Right. So I think like they're ahead in that way, but still a long way to go before you kind of have to think about coaches to have like really big regular season records. We're kind of we're talking about the improvement coaches. Right. And I think it's just important to start with this this kind of fundamental understanding. Uh, Dan Campbell is the favorite to win this award. In the updated win total markets, Detroit has basically an updated win total of about 10 and a half, like 10, 10 and a half is how many games the market expects Detroit to now upgrade it, obviously, from the nine and a half that they were before the year because they beat the Chiefs in week one. Uh, I create like a really, really rudimentary scoring system to evaluate coaches for this award because it's very easy to solve. And if Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions won 10 and a half games, like if you give them a win total this year of 10 and a half and they win 10 and a half games, obviously that's impossible, but like 10 and a half, if they did that, Don't even call uh, it 11. He, uh, sure. And even if it was 11, uh, he would be the worst winner in the history of this award going back like to, you know, the nineties, basically like Jimmy Johnson wanted going under 500 a very long time ago, but just to like provide some context, even if they do what the market now says they will do, he would be like the lowest scoring winner ever. Okay, well, why is that? Because that would only represent a very, very small improvement from last year when they won nine games. So like that, it's great that they have a chance to make the playoffs. And it's great that there's like a lot of, you know, sort of juice about the Detroit Lions and the, the game this Sunday will be electric, right? They, uh, I was texting with Kanish already ahead of his appearance on the show tomorrow. He was saying that they just, for like the first time in forever, actually have standing room only seats that they sold for the game. I think they like sold out already or something. I mean, just there's like a lot of enthusiasm and excitement and that's great. <laughs> I just, I just don't think that a playoff appearance will necessarily manifest itself in a coach of the year victory for Dan Campbell. It just seems very unlikely. The only other coach that would have kind of proceeded along these lines, uh, when Bruce Arians won with the Cardinals, they did not improve very much year over year. And the Cardinals made the playoffs for the first time in forever. And he won the award. That's like a needle in a haystack kind of one in 50 type of outcome. That's what you need for the favorite in this market to win. So I, sure, like he can win, it would just require probably the most likely way he wins is they have to go like 14 and three or 15 and two for him to win. And I like the lions, 
but I don't really think they're going 14 and three or 15 and two that often. They're probably just going to win like 10 or 11 games and make the playoffs. And I don't think he wins when that happens. So Nick, I think we could just start there with the idea that like, we've done so many of these markets. It's like, yeah, that's the right guy. Like that's the right guy favor. That's the right team favor. That's whatever. I completely disagree that he is the most likely coach to win this. Like, I couldn't disagree more vehemently that he's the most likely. All right, so we've established that there is a vulnerable favorite in this particular market, NFL Coach of the Year. So if there's a vulnerable favorite, Ken, there have to be some guys that you're at least potentially interested in betting on. Uh, who are they and why in, in Coach of the Year? Yeah, I mean, I think the game between the Falcons and Packers will will hopefully kind of help set up the answer to, to who we want to maybe try to beat Dan Campbell with. I like both coaches in that game to win this award. They, I consider both of them maybe the most likely two winners, and they're playing each other. Uh, Packers, I think, have the upside to win a lot of games this year. Falcons have the upside to win a lot of games this year. They both won in week one, and getting off to a 2-0 and start, they both have very, very winnable first eight game stretches of the season, and a lot of this is like getting on the radar right away as the improvement team and, you know, going, sorry, 6-2, and 5-1, and one, that kind of thing where everything that's written is about like your style and for Arthur Smith, right? Like positionless football and for Lafleur, Jordan Love replacing Aaron Rodgers and his ability to kind of maneuver that to make it effect. Like you can see both of these things happening so easily and both teams have the early first half schedule to make it happen from a record standpoint. I have no idea who is going to win the game this Sunday. The point spread is also very small. It's Atlanta by a tiny bit. So like the problem is like I, I like both. I bet big Arthur Smith numbers before the year. Uh, my other bet in this market was Ron Rivera, who also won in week one, but I, I would not bet this week because he's an underdog. Um, but I think like the winner of Falcons Packers is what, who I would consider maybe the most likely coach to win. I just, I don't know who that is. So you kind of have some interesting choices here. If you've bet no one, you can bet both. One of them will improve and the other will not. So you kind of don't lose anything there necessarily. Like someone's gaining. I guess they could end in a tie or something like that. But honestly, what I would really hope happens, like if you want to, so that's one option. Like here are the two coaches Ken likes. I'm going to bet both. Okay. Uh, another option would be bet no one. Hope that the Lions throttle Seattle. They're a pretty big favorite in that game still. Four and a half, five points. Hope Miami wins. They're favored over New England. McDaniel's really high up in that market. Hope like these other contending teams with coaches in this market all win and keep this thing stabilized. Not a lot of price movement so that you can then like make a decision next week about who you want to bet. Maybe we get updated injury info. Maybe Christian Watson's okay. You can see kind of who wins Packers Falcons. Like I, I just, I don't want to tell you, like I, if I don't know who's going to win that game, I can't really tell you I like one more than the other. I like both. They're actually my two favorite coaches in the market to win this award. And I do still like Rivera, but I think like we're, we're kind of long gone on that. He was 50 to one in the off season. So that's, it's a very important game for me. It's a very high leverage game for who wins the award, but like, I don't have a feeling on who's going to win, so I don't know which of the two I like. Just know that I like both, and you can choose to play them now. You can wait. I think there's a bunch of options with how to do this. Just as we, in the first month of the season, uh, I like these two coaches the most. Um, I'm I'm scanning here, Ken, and it's you better you bet with Nick and Ken. Tremendous Thursday, Coach of the Year here in the National Football League. Peace word, B squared awards. Our bets for the Vikings and the Eagles coming up next hour on the show. I'm scanning like the rest of the board here and trying to find like interesting people to ask you about, right? Like sure. people that I think you know, players, I coaches, etc. Yeah. Um, like there are a couple interesting names, like McVay's interesting at 16 to one, right? Cause I don't think, sure. he, I, I, I feel like people would be dying to vote for Sean McVay if the Rams are even like halfway decent this year. Sure. Where I was going was like, once we hit 25 to one, 
which is Peyton, Ryans, Reich, Eberflus, Steichen, John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin. I guess you could be like the Ravens and Steelers because obviously you still win a lot of games, right? Yeah, Carol, Tom, Staley. still like very live. I mean, they you know they lost to the best team in the league probably, and they're a two point dog on Monday Night Football. They're one and one after that game, and I like them in that game a good amount now. By the way, uh, sure, like that can still happen. Also, I, I didn't like him before the year at any price because he would have to win like 12 games probably in order to win, and that's less likely now. I, I don't really like love any of these candidates at long prices. Sure. Is uh, where well, I was I, going I just, with it. Okay. Uh, well, I agree with you. Every other name on that list, I totally agree with you. And I, I just reiterate, like we lost three really big names from the insane season bucket too. Like it's Zach Taylor, McDermott, and Andy Reid. Like it's, there was, there's so little margin for error for those teams to win a, a loss in week one really like strongly prevents them from, from winning. Like you almost got to run the table the rest of the way for a coach to just win a lot of games and win this award. Like that actually was pretty significant um, in terms of looking at long shots, a name that I would never, ever, ever, ever in a million years have bet. And now at least like you have to just be aware that this is a thing, maybe consider it. There is a little precedent for the, the name I'm about to say to this type of coach winning again, kind of a uh, thread the needle one in 50 kind of a result, but just, this is something that wasn't true last week and is now true. There is a way that Robert Sala can now win this award. There's definitely a way that that can happen. Um, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Zach Wilson's the quarterback the rest of the year. If the Jets win 11, 12 games and make the playoffs, he will almost certainly be a finalist for this award. I don't know if he'd win, but he would be in the discussion. But again, and the, you say, oh, well, there's historical precedent for this. Like, this is the way Mike Vrabel won, is that all of his players got hurt. They were supposed to be really good. It had nothing to do with preseason expectation, but they were, like, just as good, even better, despite the fact that they have a lot of position injuries. They were the number one seed in the AFC, uh, despite the fact that, like, a lot of their key players got hurt. That's the path to victory for Salah. The problem with betting him is he's already one of the favorites, and that's like a tough road to go. Like, I need Zach Wilson to win 11 games for you to get this trophy. I'd rather bet Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love to have to win 11 games to get him that trophy. That's going to happen way more often than Zach Wilson winning 11 games. So it's a narrative that's been created that can happen. The problem with betting it is it's insanely unlikely still. <laughs> so like he, but he is, but he was a, a 0% never going to win coach. And now he at least has a path to victory. So I guess it's worth mentioning just like, I think people might try to sell that this week. And even if they beat Dallas, we'll try to sell it. And I just, I'll, I, how about this? Like, I'll believe it when the jets are like seven and two with Zach Wilson as a starting quarterback, that that's actually something that could really happen. I'm willing to be wrong on that one. Uh, would never bet a dollar on it right now. Give me uh, 30 seconds here on Sean McVay, and then I want to close by asking you about one other name on this list that I'm, like, shocked that we're going to talk about. I just, uh, they maybe they're really good. I guess that's possible. The market thinks they're still going to be dreadful. Dreadful. Their updated win total almost hasn't moved at all. It's like instead of six and a half way under, it's like six and a half even, like, each way. <laughs> just, oh, like, hey, great job against Seattle. Also, nope. Like, that's not going to happen. And sure, it could happen. I have to at least somewhat think about projecting teams and how I think they're going to be this year, right? If you're going to do something like this. And as surprising as week one was, I, I can never bet a team that's still supposed to be this bad. And let, I got to see a little more to like, okay, beat San Francisco. And you're, and then if that happens, you'll be one of the four or five favorites to win the award. Yep. We can have that conversation again. I just, I don't think it's enough in one game to be like the team we literally thought would be the worst is now someone who's going to produce a coach, a guy who's already won coach of the year, by the way, going to produce a coach of the year candidate. I just, I have to put some stock in preseason projections still, because it's only been one game. I 
I hate to ask this, to even bring this okay. up. Right. Like You mentioned like Robert Sala, right? Former yeah. defensive coordinator, now head coach of the Jets. There's another current head coach in the National Football League who was a defensive coordinator and was once the mm. coach of the of the New York Jets. Now a head coach of another team. That team yep. is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who went into Minnesota and beat the Vikings on Sunday, and now are favored at home to beat the Chicago Bears this Sunday. Quite possibly going to be 2-0 and in a bad division, where I think we could say if they're going to be 2-0, and like maybe we still like them least of the four teams in the division. Also, like that division's like very much up for grabs. Maybe Baker's a little plucky. Maybe this defense is better than anticipated. I don't like Bowles as a coach. Obviously, we've talked about that a lot on the show, and Todd Bowles is the coach we're referencing here. Uh, they're going to be 2-0 and after this weekend, and that division, and I understand, like, last year, like, they went to, they won the division last year, but that was with Brady, so I don't think they need to win, like, 11 games for Bowles to win the award this year. Uh, thoughts here on, any thoughts on Todd Bowles? Any consideration for Todd Bowles in Tampa? I'm, I'm actually glad you asked, because, like, they're on some level, there has to be consideration. <laughs> like, there just has to be. Like, if they were, like, just eight games, like, he could win, right? And I know they went to the playoffs, but, like, but, but it's, yeah. Bra it's Brady was the quarterback You're following up an eight. I mean, you follow up an eight. It's funny. You follow up an eight-win season with, like, a nine-win season. And you're like, well, you only improved one game. Be like, yeah, but think of the context. <laughs> I mean, think of the context of the way. One game improvement. You went from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. You know what's fun? Uh, so I'm, I would say he would be a candidate like Sala where I'd be willing to be wrong because I think it's so unlikely that it happens. And I just don't think it's going to subjective. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think I do think it's likely they go to two and O and his price would drop a little bit. We haven't done comeback player of the year that uh, I think one thing that we'll get into with some surprise teams, if they do surprise what, what players and what coaches become alive for what awards and how would the league, the reporters that vote choose to acknowledge those accomplishments and what players would then maybe be in line? Bulls would not be my first pick for someone that would receive an award if Tampa were to be a surprise team this year. I think at this point, maybe we hold, hold Feliz Narita for tomorrow. We still have to do comeback player of the year. We still have to talk monster teaser for week two and all our bets for the Vikings and the Eagles in the power hour, final hour of the show. But coming up next, we'll talk some college football for this week with our good friend Danny Cannell here on You Better You Bet. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.